One of the key themes of the World Economic Forum meet in Davos, Switzerland this time is artificial intelligence, um, generative AI as well. What is the future over there? We've got a, a wonderful guest with us who knows a thing or two about this theme. Uh, Gary Cohn, Vice Chairperson of IBM. Thank you very much, sir, for being with us. Um, WEF this time and AI almost synonymous in so many senses. There are so many around the world, and let me ask you this question first, who feel that AI would mean a loss of jobs. How would you address that? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Look, I think AI is very important, and we're just starting to understand how important it is. Many of us, many of us have been living with AI in our lives, and I don't think we've realized it, whether it's you know mapping. We all use mapping yeah. apps to get places. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a song list mm -hmm. and how a, a, you, you, someone suggests a song for you. Now AI is be beginning to evolve into more of a corporate backbone entity. Yeah. It's becoming more and more important to the way we do business. Mm -hmm. And look, AI will, it will replace some of the man menial tasks that people don't like doing. Mm -hmm. Tasks where you have high turnover and high job dissatisfaction. Mm -hmm. But historically, every time we've seen a great technological revolution, or a seismic evolution in, pro, in, in, in new technology, we've seen companies get bigger and bigger. Right. In fact, I, I, I'm part of the um, WEF AI Governance yeah. Committee, yeah. and I made this point this morning. Mm -hmm. I said, I dare anyone in this room to show me a technological innovation that made companies smaller yeah. and actually decreased the headcount of companies. And at IBM, we're actually living proof of this. Yeah. You know, we have used AI. Yeah to remove some of the jobs that we have in areas where people aren't happy doing the jobs, but we haven't gotten rid of those people. We've moved them to places where they can be more productive, more, more productive and be more, more client-facing and help us drive our business. So essentially a shift of employment structures, right? People yeah. who are employed in one area may end up elsewhere. The overall numbers would be the same. If anything, they might grow. Yeah. Is what this the history of this tells us that when businesses become more productive, yeah. they tend to grow. Right. They don't tend to shrink in size. They right. tend to take the opportunity of taking those employees and redeploying them into higher value added jobs. Sure. And that's what I'm seeing in IBM, and I think other companies are seeing that as well. Let me ask you uh, the, the, the question which affects so many people. Uh, AI is intelligent, it's growing. There are some who've said that um, some systems are, are approaching sentience. Others have said, no, 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 let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, IBM deals with some of the most state-of-the-art systems and technologies and ideas when it comes to AI. Uh, is there going to be a time when, you know, uh, computers can really start thinking for themselves? Well, look, when you talk about AI, and a lot of the discussion going on here in Davos is about trust. Yeah. It's about trust and governance. So what's in the AI machine? You know, for AI to really be successful and for it to be the next leg in global productivity, and we all know to grow, to grow the global economy, we need to be more productive. Right. People are going to have to trust AI. And you get trust by having great global governance. Mm -hmm. And it's not country by country because, remember, AI is cloud-based. Yeah. So companies can move their AI product almost anywhere around the world. Yeah. So we're going to need global coordination on how we regulate AI. And I think we're going to need corporate disclosure. So we believe in a lot of disclosure. What does your AI product do? Where does it get its data? Yeah. Are you protecting copyrights? What does it do with the data? Yeah. Have you tested the outcomes? Are the outcomes biased? 
Have you tested against bias? Yeah. The more companies in the enterprise level where, where, where yeah. we transact, the more you're willing to disclose what your AI does, how you do it, and how you protect data, I think the more people are going to trust it. If people wanted to live in a black box, I think we're going to have a, a, a bunch of real issues. We, we at IBM believe that it's got to be very transparent, it's got to be open source, and we've got to have real transparent governance on AI. And in fact, Watson X, which is our AI platform, has a big governance profile in it. But you haven't quite answered my question. Uh, are, are we approaching sentience technology-wise? Are, are these computers really thinking for themselves? Are they sensitive? Uh, can they, uh, you know, I mean, are, are they in a sense like us? Well, at the end of the day, every computer has to be programmed. Right, true. So at the end of the day, a human being is starting to write the programming. Now, can the computer be taught to get smarter based on the occurrence of yesterday? Yes, the computer gets smarter. Artificial intelligence gets smarter by going through the activity. Yes. But at the root, some individual or some team of individuals wrote the initial code. So I think that you have to understand that we as human beings are at the core of creating the AI, creating the AI product. Right. Um, there's also the entire issue of, uh, of availability, uh, the fact that um, um, it's not necessary. Some countries may be having the technology, their proprietary issues, there are cost issues as well. Shouldn't there be an egalitarian spread of, of, of AI? Isn't that a, a problem going forward? Look, it, it, it clearly is a problem, and I think it's an opportunity. I look, at, I look at all problems as opportunities. Sure. You know, yes, you're seeing AI develop in some of the wealthier countries, yeah. and the wealthier countries are ahead. But to the extent that it can, can be democratized through the world and become more and more available and create a better lifestyle, and it's got enormous opportunities, whether it just not just be in jobs and job satisfaction and upscaling people's la labor mm -hmm. and taking, you know, uneducated labor and making them more productive because the machine helps them in their job and actually educa educates them. Think of what it can do in the medical space and the medical care and the education space. So I think AI has an opportunity to really spread itself throughout the world and bring the world up as well. Now, look, it's being developed in some of the wealthier countries, but I think all of the, all of the, the businesses involved think that this is going to be pushed down throughout the world. Another basic question, you mentioned the word education and AI. You've got kids doing research on ChatGPT and other platforms, and, the, and so education sort of gets tossed out the window. Now, that's a problem, isn't it? Well, you've got kids <laughs> doing research on ChatGPT. At the same time, the academic institutions they're turning the research into are going to use AI to determine if the kids did the research or, or ChatGPT did the research. So it, it's, a, it's a very interesting circle to actually figure out if, if people did the work or AI did the work, and we'll yeah. use AI to figure out who actually did the work. What about regulation? Um, the fact that, as you were anyway, discussing this earlier on, there need to be global standards uh, of what goes and what doesn't. Uh, how important is that? I think it's extremely important. I think regulation is the backbone of success for AI globally. If we really see AI proliferate and we really see it change the way we live our lives, it's going to be because we have global, trusted, transparent regulation. Right. If we don't get that, We'll have pools of AI around the world where we'll see some economies of scale, yeah. but we won't have global. We won't have a global AI effect. Yeah. And and look, I think that that we're seeing pretty good signs. You know, Europe has been pretty aggressive on AI. 
Um, the U.S. is it caught up relatively quickly. There's a lot going on in, in the Asia-Pacific region. Sure. So I think the regulators understand that we have to have global, coherent regulation. Yeah. One final question. Um, you know, the, the India story has been quite positive over the last several years, certainly when it comes to high tech. Yes. Uh, how does IBM see India going forward? Uh, you know, I mean, are you going to be growing more yeah. in the future? Well, look, India has been crucial to IBM's success so far. It is going to continue to pay, play an even more important part in our expansion, not only in the AI world, but in all of our other businesses, in the consulting business, and the other areas where we provide services to our clients. India is very important for us and will continue to be very important. Wonderful speaking to you, sir. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Uh, Mr. Kuntra, telling us a little bit about the future of AI. A uh, couple of questions there on sentience in AI. I'm not sure we got all the answers over there, but certainly it is transformative technology uh, going forward. Where is this really going to lead us.